attorney told me that I had a chance to get out and go to a place called Teen Challenge, I was mortified. I was like, I'm going to have to be around a bunch of 19-year-olds. <laughs> but that wasn't the case. I got there, and there's, there's guys my age, there's younger. But there's this group of brotherhood yeah. at this place yeah. that allows you to be transparent, to be open. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I talk to Brother Ben about what's going on, and he's like, man, me too. And when you can empathize with someone and someone can empathize with you, that starts to change. Founder David Wilkerson was a Pennsylvania County preacher who went to New York City to speak with seven young gang members on trial for murder. Now, he didn't achieve his goal that day, but he did achieve another, seeing the plight of teens decimated by drugs. He founded Teen Challenge to reach gang members with the message of God's love. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler, and today we're going to tell the real story of Adult Teen Challenge here in Memphis and what God is doing through this work. It's a story about changing lives, and that's what's so exciting about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, the Bible says, to the Jew first, then to the Greek. So thankful that God has designed the wonderful plan of the gospel to do what we could never do in our own strength or effort, but by His grace and mercy at the cross and the resurrection of Christ, our hope. And that is the gospel. And today we want to talk about that and some of the lives changed through the work of Teen Challenge and the Heartland Adult Teen Challenge. We have guys in the studio today with us, Ben Jarrett and Jason Keeling. Ben is the Director of Development. Jason is an intern there with Heartland Adult Teen Challenge. Gentlemen, it is so good to have you here. So let's just tell the story, Ben. When did your Teen Challenge journey begin? I've been with Teen Challenge now for five years. I came into the program in 2018. Um, you know, I went through about a decades long addiction um, to drugs and alcohol. Uh, started when I was young in high school. You know, I grew up in a small town back east, Tennessee, where there wasn't much to do besides hang out and, you know, drink and, and smoke. But um, I realized once I came to the program that all those were just me masking a root problem. You know, I lost my father when I was young. I grew up Catholic. So I knew about God. I didn't really have a relationship with Jesus, but I realized that the loss of my father really affected my outlook on my heavenly father. And so, you know, 10 years of, of coping in, in the wrong ways led me to get into, into a little bit of trouble. You know, I, I was never caught up in anything major, but I did land myself incarcerated. Um, small town, Tennessee, back east, not the best place to be in jail. I don't know if jail's a good place anyway. So, I was incarcerated in, in my little two-man cell. And, you know, when we're, we're stuck in addiction, we, a lot of us, we don't actually like being there. It's just change is really hard, you know, and you get so caught up in these patterns and rhythms of, of, of living that it just feels easier to, to stay in that. But, you know, so I'm, I'm in this jail cell and obviously feeling this want to do something different, but feeling stuck because you're locked up. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, lo and behold, my my uncle actually he uh, is a graduate of Teen Challenge, about ten years removed now. Um, he was recruiting people for this program. He didn't even know I was in this jail. I hadn't spoken to him in years. You know, he was on this Jesus kick, and I was running wild. So, you know, I hadn't really been in in the best communication with him. But you know, God ordained this 
beautifully and, and brought him into this this pod that I was in. Like I said, he didn't know I was there, and he was just uh, doing the Lord's work, trying to get people help and bring him into a program that changed his life through Christ. And I almost didn't go out there to meet with him because I didn't want to face the shame and embarrassment of cutting my family off while I was doing what I was doing. But I, I know now that it was the Holy Spirit really just urged me to do it, to get over myself and get outside of my emotions and see this opportunity that God's given you to, to change your life. So I walked out there and, and, you know, he hugged me and didn't make me feel any, any way about what we had been through. And he, uh, at that moment led me to Christ, led me in the salvation prayer. You know, I didn't really know what that was at that time, but he asked me if I wanted to get out of jail and, and change my life and told me about Teen Challenge, which I didn't really have a great concept of it. Uh, until then. And so I applied and we redeemed our relationship and uh, sat there for about another month and then got a chance to come to Memphis and start the program. Yeah, so I went through about 13 months of the Teen Challenge program before I graduated. It was the most rigorous thing I've ever been through. Were there times you thought you wanted to give up? Oh, for sure. Yeah, the the program is very structured, right? And And coming from a life of addiction, that's one of the main things that you're missing is, is structure. It's really just live your life how you feel like living it. To go into a program that everything is laid out for you as far as your schedule, scheduled prayer time, scheduled Bible reading time, it feels like a lot of pressure. And so walking out, you convince yourself that that could be the easiest thing to do. So yeah, quitting is, is something, I didn't struggle with it. I did entertain the thought a few times, but luckily I had that incentive that if I wasn't to complete the program that I would have to go back to jail. And so luckily, God knew I needed that. And he knows that a lot of us need that because we're hard-headed yes. to have that incentive to stick this out. Yeah, I did stick it out. Graduated in 2019 in October. And we do mission trips three times a year with Team Challenge, different places. But I was fortunate enough to go on one uh, before I started my internship. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know if I wanted to get a job and go back home. But God told me that going back to that, there was nothing there for me. And so he showed me what it looked like to minister to other people, to serve people on this mission trip. That's when I decided that I was going to stay on and serve the ministry of Teen Challenge. Ben, I love that story. And a couple of things you said there, you mentioned the word shame and embarrassment. Shame and embarrassment can trap us from following God's will, right? Jason, have you seen that? I have. The shame and guilt that you deal with is it'll hold you down. And it can prolong into weeks and months and years. Yes, sir. If you don't face it, right? Right. Yeah. You know, the shame and guilt kept me away from a lot of good friends, too, a lot of supportive friends. I wouldn't go to weddings. I wouldn't. I went to University of Tennessee. I wouldn't go back to football games. I didn't want to be around anybody because I thought I was worthless. I thought I didn't matter anymore. My life didn't matter. I, the decisions I'd made had turned me into a person I never thought I would become. And that's what's so great about this program is it gets down to the core. A lot of 28-day programs didn't work for me, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, and they work for some people. But for me, I needed real help. It was the foundational spirit that, that I dealt with inside that I had to work on. You know, what was going on inside Jason? And, and I think one of the key things I see through the work of Teen Challenge, which I, I think is very laid out in a, in a biblical way, is discipleship. 
Yes. You know, you are being discipled in the word, discipled in your walk with Christ. Is that right, Ben? Yeah, no, that's right. And that's that's really what sets us apart from those 28-day secular programs is that discipleship is at our core. You know, mm-hmm. we're not a medical facility. We're not a rehab. That's not what we focus on. Yeah, our guys do come in and we have struggled with those things, but we know as believers that the thing missing is Jesus. Yeah. And what I've seen many times in folks' life is they have a, a mom, you know, who's grieving because her child has this addiction, you know, and wants to see them. And here's about, you say, this 28-day program. We want these quick fixes. We want them changed and overnight. But that doesn't always work, as you mentioned. Yeah. And we know that a program that's based on the gospel, Yes. I mean, that's where it is, Jason, right? Yes, sir. You know, the 28 days, they're all about stopping, right? You, you stop your, your friends you hang out with, you stop everything you did before. Right. Well, ATC is about starting, mm-hmm. starting a new life, yeah. transforming, not just changing, transforming into the new person that God has always intended you to be. I love that. We all have hurts, habits, and hangups. Yes. We can allow the guilt and the shame to be so heavy and it blinds us. Yeah. And then we stay in those addictions. You know, we stay drinking, we do the drugs, and we get further and further away from God. Mm. Yes. The whole time, He's right there. Yes, sir. Wanting this relationship with us, wanting to see the power of the gospel change our hearts, change our lives. So, Jason, tell us your story. When did Teen Challenge begin for you? Um, October of 2022. um, I was uh, incarcerated. Uh, But to go back a little bit, I grew up here, grew up in Carryville, um, a Memphis guy. Had every opportunity to be happy. Uh, Had good parents, went to private school growing up, and then to Carryville. Um, went to college, University of Tennessee, was in a fraternity, very social, didn't get into drugs until I got into my professional sales career. I was a medical device rep for years, and that was a lot of pressure, um, a lot of running and gunning and going and moving. And what that did for me is I was doing a lot of entertaining at night for a lot of doctors and nurses, and the next morning having trouble to get up for surgery. So I started abusing pain medication to get through those mornings. That led into a serious addiction. It, it, it progressed and progressed. Along the way, I lost a younger brother to an addiction. I found him in my home the night before he was supposed to go to another Teen Challenge in Missouri. It destroyed my life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I lost my home, my fiance, my career in a matter of two years, and it just spiraled and spiraled until it culminating into me getting arrested and being locked up. Almost six-year sentence, which I did two of it. When my attorney told me that I had a chance to get out, and go to a place called Teen Challenge, I was mortified. I was like, I'm going to have to be around a bunch of 19-year-olds. <laughs> but that wasn't the case. I got there, and there's, there's guys my age, there's younger, but there is this group of brotherhood yeah. at this place yeah. that allows you to be transparent, to be open. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I talked to Brother Ben about what's going on, and he's like, man, me too. And when you can empathize with someone and someone can empathize with you, that starts to change. Yeah, like iron sharpens iron, right? Iron sharpens right. iron, brother. That's such a true thing. Well, take us into the jail cell during those two years. Was God even a factor in your life at that point? No, sir. I, I knew God. I, you know, I grew up at a private school, Christian school here in Memphis, um, and, and knew God. Read the Bible as a kid, grew up in Sunday school. So I, I believed in him. I knew he was there, but didn't reach out. Uh, and I was just talking to Brother Ben and, and out there about how hopeless I was when I was incarcerated. Just didn't care anymore. You know, went through the motions and and didn't get involved in any of the crazy activity. You know, there I worked while I was incarcerated and I stayed out of trouble, but I just was doing my own thing and didn't reach out, didn't pray. It wasn't until I had the opportunity and I came to Adult and Teen Challenge 
And I started getting back into the word, hmm. started praying, started going to our prayer schools and opening up what was going on with me and what had happened in my past that I really started that relationship again with God and his son, Jesus Christ. That's beautiful, yes, Jason. Sir. So, Ben, the stories you're sharing right now, are these the typical stories that walk in the doors at Teen Challenge? Yeah, um, I would say about 95% of our guys are struggling with, with addiction, and, and that lands them in some sort of legal trouble. Yeah, for sure. We we get the occasional um, student, that's what we call them, they're students because they're learning, obviously, that don't struggle necessarily with drug addiction, but they know that something's missing in their life. Yeah, They have that, that void that only Christ can fill. Yeah, for the most part, that is what a lot of our guys go through. What is it like in the life and times at Teen Challenge? What's a day look like? I mean, now for somebody new who's trying to get settled in the program, yeah. those first few weeks are pretty pivotal, right? They are, yeah. We actually uh, have dubbed the first two weeks the crisis phase just because yeah. they're, in their, they're in their hardest two weeks getting adjusted and out of the mindset of being what they were in before. So a day in the life, it, it looks different every day, but about a week's worth of scheduled events. So in the mornings during the weekdays, we have group studies for new Christians, and we have a series of books, 12 to 13 books that really just go over the the basic foundational things about being a Christian, obviously what prayer looks like, what baptism looks like, growing through failure, relationships with others. It's 16 weeks of that. It's the most uh, important for most guys, because me and Jason aside, a lot of guys come in that don't have any experience growing up in the church or any idea of who God is. So that's important. But then we also have an advanced phase, which is the next 16 weeks, where they they get a little more in-depth with their relationship with God, and it's a little more tailored to their personal struggles, a little less by the book. As you talk about having an addiction, and so many will say, well, why don't you just stop? That's not easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's easier said than done, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, two, before you can give up something, you need to replace it, right? Right. With something that's even greater. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to the gospel, what is greater than the gospel, right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It, I had a void in my life, my entire life. Uh, it was a hole. That, that and, and that's funny. Feel. Even though you went to Christian school, yes. went to church— Read the Bible, there was still the void. Still the void. Still, still something missing. And it didn't allow me to connect. You know, I always had a facade on, like I was okay, that Jason was going to, he's going to be all right. He carries himself well, right? It wasn't the case. On the inside, I was always dying, for sure. Yeah. So the program, you mentioned this first 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. So once a student or somebody comes through that, the process, they move into the next phase? Correct. So the first 16 weeks is induction phase. That's the foundational Christian beliefs. Phase. And what percentage there been, would you say, students who come to that place continue and finish the program or, or, or get through that for 16 weeks? Yeah, I would say, I don't know a percentage, but I would say most of the guys that get past that first four months are, are in it. Okay. They're in it. If they can it. do that, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. serious. They're serious, yeah. That's because they've got to want to do it too, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. We're, we're in no way a holding facility. We're not a jail. We don't lock people in. Well, we do at night, you know, to secure the campus. Sure. But we don't force anyone to be there. We'll always encourage them and try to help them see the error in their ways if they're thinking about leaving. But, yeah, it's something they have to want to do. So, Jason, right yes. now you are an intern in the, in the program. So how far have you been 
through the program. You're toward the end, I believe, right? I am. I'm in a place called the Hope House. So that's the reentry phase. It's the right. last four months of the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you move over to a different location, still on campus, but it's a house where the guys work. We still have classes at night. Uh, where we get a certain amount of money a week. We learn how to manage our money in a godly fashion. We take classes as well as we go to celebrate recovery and we learn how to recover as Christians. I'm actually the manager of our thrift store called BAM, Business as Ministry. It's an amazing place. It's an amazing role for me to uh, be able to be with the guys who are still in the program that work there, be able to watch their growth to be able to watch kind of what I went through firsthand and to see their their faculties come back, their spirit come back. Mm-hmm. It's just been an amazing process working for Brother Ben. It's something I never thought I would do. I've always chased money and success. And in this line of work, money is not the biggest thing, but success spiritually is for wow, sure. Wow, that yeah. is so beautiful, Jason. And I love that. I love the what you both you guys are saying here. Again, because of what Christ has done, he gets all the glory for these stories and these testimonies as we see Team Challenge impacting lives over and over again for so long. Bam. Tell me about that again. So it's our, it's our thrift store. All the proceeds of that, it's all donations. Everybody donates to us. Uh, uh, we'll either come pick up what you have, furniture, little knickknacks, appliances, whatever. People will call us. We'll come pick it up. We'll do clean outs. And we fill up our, our thrift store. People come in and shop. And all of the profits, all the proceeds go directly to our organization to help save lives and restore them. And so you could find probably a variety of items there. What will you typically find in the thrift store? You know, at this moment in time, we have a lot of antique furniture. We've been very fortunate. God has placed a lot of great furniture in there, a lot of great appliances, mm-hmm. dishes and glasses and clothing that you just wouldn't believe. A huge clothing floor uh, that clothes. people, oh yeah, Brother Ben loves clothes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of vintage clothing, right. a lot of uh, U of M students love to come and get mm-hmm. uh, and CBU students. So it, the place stays so busy. And what they do love is the car wash outside. We also have the guys are out there washing cars Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. They do a great job. People love seeing the guys smiling and happy and learning about them and what they've been through as well as in the store. Yeah, it's it's a hidden treasure in the city. It really is. Okay, now that building, I believe, is the old Stewart Brothers Hardware. That's correct. Which had been there in Memphis for so many years. Yes, sir. And I know it had been vacant for a while. It's so wonderful to see T-Challenge occupy that with BAM now. And so what are the hours and when can people come and and enjoy the— and find those good finds. So uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, it is 10 to 6. Mm-hmm. And then on Wednesday, we go to church at night. So we close a little early. So it's 10 to 4.30. And then on Saturday, it's 9 to 5. Okay. Yes, sir. Anybody's welcome to come, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Anybody. Find those good bargains, you know? Yeah. Yes. We have the best deals in town. <laughs> and that's not just because I work there. We try to help we're really community oriented there. You know, we're in the heart of Midtown. So, you know, we try to help out people and... and People are coming in there needing stuff right. a lot of times, yeah. you know, and that's our focus. That's really why I believe Brother John named it Businesses Ministries, because mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to do is not only run a business, but minister to the community. It's teaching the guys there, too, a lot of good skills, too, yeah. Oh, yeah. as you mentioned. Uh, okay, so let's say a listener right now is saying, you know, I've got some items, some gently worn clothing. I've got some appliances that are still running. Okay, we don't want anything broken down. If somebody has something, were you able to repair that or we'd rather have things that are actually working condition? Preferably working condition. We do have a few gifted students that can work on things mm. if it's not too um, hard of a job. 
Yeah, honestly, it's it's case by case basis. Oh, sure. Yeah, and and the furniture, things like that, big items. If somebody says I don't have a truck or a vehicle to bring it, you can actually come to my house and pick it up. Absolutely, absolutely. All they have to do is call uh, 901-833-7478. They ask for myself, Jason, and I will schedule them a time to come pick it up. And uh, the guys will come out. Actual students will come out and uh, help load the truck up and and get their items that they wish to donate. Yep. I think it's a wonderful thing because so many people have so much clutter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Still nice items they need to get rid of. And this is a great way to bless Teen Challenge and its efforts as it works to see lives restored. Absolutely. I love this. And so, again, that number friend to call is 901-833-7478. Make sure you call for the pickup. But give the address to the BAM. Yeah, we're right on the corner of uh, Madison and Cleveland in Midtown. So it's 1340 Madison Avenue. 1340 Madison Avenue, Madison at Cleveland, mm-hmm. right by the trolley track. There's a, yep. <laughs> Does the trolley still run through there? I don't know if it's running. It right. doesn't run up that far at this point, but they have been doing some work on it. So I think yep. they're trying to bring that back is yep. what I've heard. Yep. Yeah, and very nice. So what else do we need to know about Teen Challenge? I wanted to extend what you were saying about the Hope House. You know mm-hmm. what? That makes really sets our program apart. Not a lot of Teen Challenges have that reentry phase. A lot of them are you complete the program and then you're kind of just on your own. What makes the Hope House unique is that we're really trying to prepare these guys to get themselves worked back into a community because a lot of guys go home. They go back into their Egypt, you know, and so if they're not going out there with preparation, a lot of guys can fall, can fail, you know. So we really, really focus on, like you said, managing your finances, developing a, a church community some sort of small group. I think that's one of the most important phases of our program. You put in practice what you've learned. Yes. And I was actually there when they broke ground for Hope House. That tells you how far. So it's been an active facility for a while now, right? Yeah. The Hope House has been with us, I think, since 2011. Teen Challenge Memphis has been in Memphis for 50 years. We just celebrated 50 years last year. That is so wonderful. Okay, Jason, you're an intern now. Yes, sir. You got this few last months you're going to be finishing up at the program. What's next for Jason? I'll be working there. I've committed to a year. Not really sure what the role is yet. That's still being developed, but I I will be working with the students uh, with uh, ATC and just excited to share with the guys what God has done in my life and use my testimony as I know that God has always wanted me to do to help save others. Now, will you continue living at the Hope House during this next year or will you move off campus? I will move back to the center. The advisors live there. Brother Ben doesn't, but a lot of the guys live there upstairs. So we have staff apartments there. What about your families? What are your families noticing about Ben and Jason? What are they saying or what are you hearing, Ben, from your family about life change for you? My family's very encouraging. I have my my mom and my siblings in Arkansas. That's where I was born. It's been an adjustment, and I think a lot of guys go through this, is, is everyone has known you for so many years as one version of yourself that you come back and it's kind of hard for them to see you as somebody else. I mean, in the Bible, Jesus couldn't have his ministry in the, his hometown because everyone only saw him as a carpenter, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So to be able to go back into that, it can be challenging. But for my family specifically, they're, they're really proud of me. I think they see a lot of hope in the testimony that God's given me. So that's beautiful. Jason? Yeah, so my mother passed when I was in college, but um, I do have uh, my father and a youngest brother, and they both live in Austin, Texas now. They, they moved when I was incarcerated. And I told my father that I'd be staying on as staff. Now, we own a company together. The plan the whole time when I got better was to join him again and take over that family business. But when he heard my plan, and he, when he's proud of me, he calls me Luke. <laughs> and he said, Luke, I am well pleased. I'm happy. And you keep moving forward. So 
I know I'm doing the right thing and I know he's proud. Luke, what you just said, I'm well pleased. Those are words that we're wanting to hear one day with our Heavenly Father That's right. when we meet Him face to face. Because of what Jesus did by dying on the cross to pay for the sin penalty that we all are victim to and the curse that we carry because of our sinful nature, we can not do anything, as we mentioned, but sup for dependence upon what Christ did alone. Mm -hmm. And it is a gospel done, not a gospel due. And you can find, friend, hope in Jesus Christ by just calling us. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, what happens, Jason? We will be what? We will be saved, right? Be saved. We'll be saved. That's what the scripture says. That's what it is for. It's by grace that you've been saved. It's not anything you've done, not by works, lest anyone can boast. That's right. Mm -hmm. So that's the story, daily story. Over 50 years now, yes. life changed through Teen Challenge. Guys, God bless you. Uh, now, if folks want to know more information, if somebody's listening and saying, you know, I'm ready to change. I'm, I'm tired of the drugs. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the guilt. I'm tired of the shame and the embarrassment. I'm ready to make that step. What should they do, Ben? Yeah, so we have a few different ways. Um, we have a hotline, intake hotline, which is 1-833-GO-A-T-C-T-N. So it's 1-833-462-8286. That would be the best way. You, what you would do is you would just call and you would express your interest in the program. And our intake coordinators who work really hard to help guys get in would uh, take the ropes on that. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook. We have prompts on there that you can send a message and inquire about getting into the program as well. And it is Heartland. We want to mention Heartland Adult Teen Challenge, yes. right? Heartland is our umbrella. So we have a campus in Memphis. We also have a campus in Clarksville, Tennessee, which is right north of Nashville. That's just an induction center. So they spend that first four months there and then they transition to Memphis to complete the program. So we're able to reach more people in Tennessee. Not everyone can get all the way west to Memphis. So having that um, that campus there helps us reach more lives. Nice. Uh, and then we also have an outreach center in Murfreesboro. Nice. Jason, I want you to talk to somebody listening right now that might be in that place. Yes, sir. And they're not ready. They know they need to, but they can't. Can you talk to them for a second? I would. I'd love to say this. So I grew up in, I grew up here, as I said. I had no clue what Adult and Teen Challenge was. And I would drive by it and thought it was an after-school program. That's not the case at all. This city is a great city, and it could be even greater city. It used to be amazing. It could be again. How you start to change a city is start with its citizens. So if you're out there in the Memphis area, in, in the state of Tennessee, and you need help, you want to really change your life, you want to get down to the core of what's really going on, you want to be open, honest, and transparent about it, and you want to get back into the Word and have God lead your life, call that number. Go to our web address. Reach out to someone. Reach out to this radio station. They'll guide you. And get the help. Don't go another step. Don't go too far. I've seen it. That happened to my little brother. He lost his life. Don't lose yours, please. Yes. God bless you, Jason. God bless you, Ben. Thank you so much, gentlemen, Thank you. for what you both have surrendered because of the gospel through the ministry of Teen Challenge and telling the story today. It's been so great to have you on the program. Thanks so much. It's Thank great for having us. Thank you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Really appreciate you stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Mid-South Viewpoint. The show is archived for on-demand listening on our website at botradionetwork.com or via your favorite podcast platform. Stay tuned to Bot Radio Network to fill your day with God's Word.